This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 237, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 14th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 237. It's the Comic Reviews episode for the releases from Wednesday, January the 14th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, today's episode, uh, we're looking at, uh, as I just said, the comics came out last week. Uh, this will be coming out on, I guess, the uh, 21st. So uh, what better time to talk about comics that came out last week than on New Comic Book Day? Uh, so we're just going to talk about a few comics this week. I only got a chance to read a, a handful um, as I was uh, predisposed to my other job. So I just want to kind of talk about a few quick comics that came out last week, starting with Amazing X-Men number 15, which is the first chapter of The Once and Future Juggernaut by Chris Yost. Uh, artwork by Jorge Fornes, who I don't believe I know in terms of his art. Um, I wasn't sure at first, because the first few pages I thought were a little rough. Um, for the most part, I thought it was a pretty good art um, art. Although at times I thought the details on some of the characters were a little harsh. Um, almost like they're trying to put too much detail and ended up just kind of looking harsher than it needed to. Um, Yost's take on Colossus himself was interesting. Given that like I don't remember a lot of what happened after the Phoenix Five. Because we had Colossal Knot and then he became part of the Phoenix Five. And then I don't really know what happened after that to be honest. I know that he was part of the... Uh, Cable and X-Force and things were kind of a little weird there and then eventually he kind of came back to the X-Men but I don't really totally know what's going on with him now or even where Juggernaut is to be honest these days um, so this story was interesting just kind of um, you know a, a simple story relatively about you know Colossus dealing with the fact that not everyone that Storm doesn't trust him uh, he wants to kind of be part of this um, mission to deal with uh, the Juggernaut's, you know, gem or the, the gem of Sidorak. He was not kind of allowed to go, so he's going to try and figure out another way to get there, and that means uh, hopefully getting Pixie to bring him there. Very interesting. Um, kind of a cool start to the arc. Again, I'm not totally sold in the art, but I did like the script by Yost, even though I don't necessarily know everything that's going on with the character these days. Um, it was a relatively good kind of way of bringing you up to speed with the character and understanding why he's so conflicted and why he wants to be involved. Um, so i got to give it a 6. A 6 out of 10. Again, I think the art is what's kind of holding this back from being a higher rating. Uh, next up is Avengers 40. So it's in four months. Time runs out. Secret Wars. Uh, this issue is by Jonathan Hickman. Artwork by uh, Stefano Caselli. Uh, it's called We Three Kings. Um... Really interesting that we're, we, everything's kind of coming together. We're, we're, there's a lot of talking, but we finally get to see more of exactly what the plan was that the Illuminati had, that everything that we've been watching and seeing happen was actually part of a plan. Um, and at the very end, we learned that you know Black Panther hasn't forgotten all the slights and what Namor has done. And at the very end, he, um, he him and uh, Black Bolt kind of say goodbye to, to Namor, and they, they, they stab him, they, you know, uh, Black Bolt screams at him, and then it looks like he's going to, ex- you know, die in this explosion. Uh, pretty badass, pretty cool. I'm wondering, obviously it's not the actual end of Namor, so I'm interested to see what happens next, but an interesting way of kind of ending that element of the story that Hickman started, um, and this is, I guess, the end of the Cabal. Uh, really well done. I mean, 
a lot of these issues, there's not necessarily a lot going on in terms of story. Um, but at the same time, there's a ton going on. Like the, the there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of feeling like all these things are coming together but at the same time it's not your standard comic which is you know there's there's an a plot b plot there's action etc this is more there's this overarching thing happening and then we're just getting closer to a resolution of some kind that's going to bring us closer and closer to secret wars i'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 i thought it was really well done um and the the, the ending with namor pretty pretty crazy and badass and to be honest, kind of felt like it was the only way it was going to be able to end. I mean, how else do you kind of end the everything that Black Panther said? It felt that you needed to have some way of it at least seeming like um, they've been able to kind of deliver on the threat of death. Uh, next up is Batman Eternal 41 by Scott Snyder, James Tini, and the fourth on story. Kyle Higgins did the script. Gray Fox and Tim Seeley were the consulting writers with Joe Quinones on art. Um, didn't really like the art. Uh, the story wasn't bad. Um, although, again, it focused mainly on the nanotech element of the storyline that started, you know, 41 issues ago. And I don't think it was ever that well developed. And so I didn't, didn't think it was that interesting. Um, the kind of motivation for Bluebird to actually take on the, the costume and the mask and become the Bluebird character. Interesting. But again, I just felt like we spent so much of the focus on one of my least favorite ongoing plot lines in this book. Um, there was no real, you know, balance. It was just kind of all on this one major arc. A little bit of spoiler, but not much. Uh, and again, the artwork I felt wasn't able to really hold it up either. Um, it felt very lackluster. So I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Um, it was it was one of those, you know, you got some great issues of Batman Eternal, and then you got some not so good issues, and this was one of the latter, unfortunately. Uh, next up is Daredevil number twelve uh, by Mark Wade and Chris Omni. This remains fantastic. It definitely took a few. Um, um, kind of abrupt turns I did not expect so it definitely kept me guessing, kept me wondering um, the action and the storytelling that Somni is able to uh, employ is just thrilling um, again I didn't really know what to expect half the time and it was a great ending and it was not what I think I expected it's really well plotted again the artwork by Somni is brilliant the storytelling, uh, the ending with uh, Matt Murdock and uh, Kristen is fantastic as well I'm going to give this a 9 I just I am so sad that they're going to be leaving this book soon because they have made Daredevil such a must read for me I mean I've already I've always been a fan of Daredevil but after everything that happened in the kind of the dark era when Diggle kind of destroyed the character during Shadowland which I don't really think is his fault but elements that things that were set up from the you know Bendis and Brubaker runs uh, he kind of took it to a different you know in some ways maybe it's natural conclusion but ended up kind of ruining the character for me and I think a lot of people because Shadowland was not very good uh, but then Mark Wade came on and said I'm going to make Daredevil fun and adventurous and swashbuckling again but still have this undercurrent of seriousness and um, it's been brilliant so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 it's one of the best books you're going to read um, and uh, Chris Somney's like it, it bothers me when people are like oh I don't like the artwork it's not flashy it's kind of looks boring no it is absolutely amazing um, the storytelling capabilities of the artwork is just incredible um, next up is Deathlock number 4 um, I still really enjoy it although I, in some ways I think this issue not a misstep but felt like half an issue in some ways uh, it's written by Nathan Edmondson, artwork by Mike Perkins. There's a lot going on here, yet at the same time, I feel like we need a little bit more, something a little bit more of a bite 
or like to bite into for this, you know, the, what happens in this issue is still interesting. You have Domino and Michael Collins uh, having a discussion. Uh, you have Deathlock trying to escape, um, you know, an Exfil situation, uh, which means taking down a chopper, etc., and fighting against these U.S. armed forces. Uh, you have his handler kind of dealing with some issues as well. Um, you have um, Henry uh, Hayes trying to, you know, find his daughter and then gets beaten up. And what this means for the program, because in his civilian life, he's now, you know, injured. Uh, and at the very end, Domino shows up and confronts him. Really good stuff, but again, I feel like it, was, it felt like half an issue. It felt like we weren't really getting enough development, um, or not enough to really connect with. And maybe that's the problem, is that it's a really cool concept and idea, and I'm really digging it. But at the same time, are we really getting enough to really empathize with the characters and is there enough character work there's such a great plot but is the character work actually that good um and maybe it isn't at this moment but i'm, I'm still really liking it and to give it a seven and a half out of ten but i just think there were some issues with this particular issue um and then last up this week uh we have shield number two by mark wade and humberto ramos um you know it, it was all right um the script by mark wade is kind of fun but at times, it just feels a little overly talky. Um, the artwork, I at times, it wasn't. I don't think it was precisely clear exactly what was happening because Ramos's artwork at times can be a little jumbled and, and messy. Um, I did like the use of Miss Marvel. I liked Miss Marvel and Gemma having a team up. Um, I just thought it, it felt a little overly cluttered, um, both in the art and even the scripting. So I don't think it was nearly as strong as it could have been. And I don't really know what this book is yet in some ways. Like, it's just this weird entity. It's almost like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. from the TV series getting weird team-ups with random Marvel heroes. And maybe that's fine. It just, it's a, it's, it just feels odd. So I'm going to give it a six. Um, one thing I actually wanted to mention, I forgot to mention it, with Batman Eternal, is that we have Batgirl in her kind of modern new costume, which I hate. I just don't like it. I, I just miss the Batgirl we had before. And uh, I'm not a big fan of how the character's been written recently. Uh, now having her updated look in the Batman Eternal, it makes sense. But I just it doesn't just doesn't work for me. I just don't like the look. I, if the, I, I've said it before, and I guess I'll say it again, but I know I've said it ad nauseum. If they had just done the New 52 reboot as that version of Batgirl, I would have been fine with it. But considering that we got an awesome Batgirl by Gail Simone, and I think Artie and Seoff did the art for most of it, I can't really remember. It was just such a great-looking book and uh, great stories by Gail Simone. And then they've done such a hard right turn. It feels like a it's basically a reboot without being a reboot, and it just I find it frustrating. Um, anyway... Books I did not get a chance to read this past week are numerous. We have Arrow, Season 2.5, Number 4, Astro City 19, Batgirl 38, Constantine 21, Earth 2, World's End, Number 15, Fables, The Wolf Among Us, Number 1, FBP, Federal Bureau of Physics, Number 17, Grayson, Number 6, Green Lantern Corps, 38, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year 3, Number 7, Justice League United, Number 8, Clarion, Number 4, Mortal Kombat X, Number 1, New 52, Features End, Number 37, New Suicide Squad, Number 6, Scoop we do where are you number 53 smallville season 11 continuity number two superman wonder woman number 15 world's finest 30 all new captain america number three all new ghost rider number 10 all new ultimates number 12 avengers 34.2 captain marvel number 11 cyclops number nine i'm still reading number eight so i couldn't read the new issue deadpool number 40 george romero's empire of dead Emp act two number five guardians 3000 number four marvel universe avengers assemble season two number three miles morales ultimate spider-man number nine 
Nightcrawler number 10, Silver Surfer number 8. Oh man, I can't believe I missed out on that. I have to go go through my stack and find that. Uh, Spider-Verse number 2, Star Wars number 1, Thanos vs. Hulk number 2, Wolverines number uh, 2 of the new weekly, and X-Force number 14. Uh, now, in terms of what's coming up this coming week on the 21st, some particular highlights include the following. A new issue of Batman and Robin, which has the new super-powered Robin. Uh, there's the Birds of Prey, Volume 5, Trade Paperback, Soul Crisis. Uh, there's uh, Ex Machina, Trade Paperback, Volume 4, or sorry, Book 4, I should say. Uh, JLA, Trade Paperback, Volume 6, that's the, uh, the 90s uh, JLA run. Uh, we have also Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number six. Uh, looking over at Marvel, uh, sorry, at uh, Image, sorry, not Image, IDW, there's Zombies vs. Robots number one. Um, at Marvel, there's, the, I believe, the last issue of All New X Factor. Uh, another issue of All New X-Men. You have another issue of Spider-Verse in Amazing Spider-Man 13. There's the Avengers Street Paperback Revelations, which I think is just covering up some of the recent um, annuals. And to be honest, I don't think it's as worth it. Um, just the way that they've decided to package some of these books, I think it further marginalizes annuals, but they don't even get to be in the main kind of issues or main series trade paperbacks and said they're in their own thing I kind of feel like it minimalizes them more uh, Iron Man Epic Collection there's the Stark Wars which is basically the Armor Wars but that's the original name of the storyline was called Stark Wars uh, Legendary Star-Lord Volume 1 Face It I Rule um, we have new issues of Loki Agent of Asgard Magneto Magneto's second trade paperback comes out the original Sin Companion hardcovers released and then there's a, a new launch again of Powers um, and there's Scarlet Spiders number three, Spider Verse Team Up number three, Spider Woman number three. That's three other Spider Verse books, uh, as well as uh, Superior Iron Man number four, the Ultimate Spider Man Ultimate Collection Trade Paperback Volume five, collecting the Bendis and the Bagley run on that book. And then for those who still like the more the current version of X Force, there's the second trade paperback called Hide Fear. Anyways, that's everything, or not everything, those are the highlights of some of the things coming out uh, today, um, As if you're downloading this uh, on the day of uh, release for the podcast, uh, these are comics that are coming out today on the 21st of January. So thank you for joining me for this episode. This has been episode 237 of the Comic Shenanigans podcast. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and post in our HC Realms thread as well. I am Adam Chapman, the host, and uh, we hope that you will join us next time uh, for another fun-filled episode of Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.